listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Hey everyone, in today's episode, we're going to talk about a duplex down in Colorado Springs, and this is actually one that Jenny took down herself. Jenny, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Chris? Doing really good. So give us the overview of this duplex that you just closed on recently. Yeah, so this is a duplex located near Fort Carson, and it is a two-bed, one-bath per unit um, on each side. So it's kind of kind of a little small, but it's cute. Uh, it's side-by-side, which I like because we have separately fenced yards for, for dogs, and then we also have um, a driveway per unit as well. So um, kind of has everything that someone would need, uh, in a, you know, smaller living quarters. And where did you find this deal? So I actually found it, uh, from networking. Uh, we sold a property to a client of ours, um, through the seller and it was an identical unit, honestly, uh, right down the street, uh, from this one in particular. And, we, you know, we're just talking and said, really liked this one. And he said, Hey, I actually have a couple more down the street <laughs> if you want them. So, uh, that client who bought the first one ended up buying one of those properties as well. So he has two duplexes on the street. And then, um, we actually shopped it around the, the second one to a couple of our clients. Uh, they all, you know, passed on this one. So, I ended up picking it up myself. Any particular reason why other people passed on it? I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, I don't know. The numbers worked, uh, in, in you know, in my opinion. Um, but you know, when when you have kind of a short deadline to act on something, it can be a little scary. So I imagine that probably has something to do with it. Yeah, because this was, I mean, this was needed a quick decision within, I mean, what, 24, 48 hours? Like, what was the the time window? Yeah, about a day. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so this is, um, you know, kind of take a step back from this deal, Jenny. I know a couple episodes ago, you published the paralysis metrics episode where you kind of talk about just, you know, how to make the decision-making process, both from common things that get people tripped up and both how to make a fast decision. And that's a great podcast for everyone to go listen to because, what happened here where other people passed, and sometimes that's just because it moves too fast. If someone's you know newer to investing, that might be the reason. Uh, I don't know for this case, but that's you know I've seen that up here in Denver quite a bit. That's just you know that's human nature. Hey, if this is your first investment, um, it's a it's a scarier investment. There's a lot of unknowns, but the more you have your decision making process dialed in, and you know, hey, this fits in my box, it becomes a much more of a black and white decision that allows you to move forward comfortably and move forward quickly as well. Totally agree. And I think, like you said, the the more experience you have, um, the more it just becomes a numbers game and, it, and the emotions kind of taken out of it at that point, yeah. at least in my own personal experience. <laughs> So let's dive into more details on this on this uh, duplex trading because this is a uh, I mean this was a really good one from the numbers I've seen. Yeah, so it the previous client or you know the client that purchased the previous property that we were able to close on, uh, they bought that for three nineteen. So I went ahead and offered three nineteen, thinking that was what the seller wanted, um, and he 
turned around and countered $10,000 more because I guess he figured, hey, if I list it, I can probably get even more than, you know, $10,000 more out of, uh, out of buyers. So we went ahead and just said, sure, no problem. Um, you know, just in the grand scheme of things, $10,000 was not going to break the bank, uh, in, in terms of, um, what we're looking to do with this property because we want to hold it long-term. Now on the previous duplex you sold for your client, was that a like multiple offer situation? Was that the list price and the sales price at 319? Yes. So for that particular property, it was listed at 319. Um, the buyers came in at 319. We were outbid by another set of buyers, but something happened um, with their financing. So they came back to us and said, um, we'll take your 319 if you guys are still interested. So um, we went ahead and they were able to move forward on that one. Great. And so you, you got this property under contract. What was the inspection process like? So it was fully renovated. The, the seller did an awesome job. It's a beautiful unit. Um, so we didn't really have anything happen except for one major thing, the sewer line. Um, but I guess I would probably say that uh, I've learned from past mistakes and it's always better to know that there's a sewer line issue before you close on the property opposed to after you already have tenants in it and there's backing up uh, happening, which which has happened to me before. <laughs> so um, just kind of a little plug for everyone to get a sewer line inspection. Um, but yeah, that was the major issue that was resulting from the inspection report. And so what, I mean, was it just that it be jetted or is this a full replacement? Like what was the issue? Full replacement. Um, there was parts where uh, the scope was hitting dirt. Oh, wow. That's, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you negotiate? Because sewer lines, I mean, those can be five to 20 grand to replace. So what what did you do? Actually, let me, let me, let me rephrase, rephrase that question, Jenny. So you did your inspection. So you had an inspector out there plus someone to go out there and scope the sewer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got the sewer report back. What did you do from there once you saw that the line was junk? Like, what was your thought process and actions? So as part of our inspection objection, we asked that the seller get the, the sewer line cleaned and re-scoped. And we phrased it as the seller will have any repairs necessary for it to be, you know, essentially functioning properly upon closing. Um, and at that point, when the line got cleaned and re-scoped, by a plumber that was when they figured out that, yeah, this is uh, going to need a replacement. Um, so at that point, it it turned into more of a, how are we going to move forward with this? Um, you know, it's not the end of the world. It just becomes a numbers game at that point, in my opinion. And so obviously that didn't blow up the deal. Um, mm -hmm. So what did you guys negotiate? So we settled on the seller paid $5,000 of our closing costs, and then they paid $3,750 to go towards the sewer line repair. So basically, you got about $8,750 in seller concessions for it. Correct. All right. Yep. And the, the sewer line, I guess, spoiler alert, spoiler alert ended up being $12,500. So didn't cover the whole thing, but it covered two-thirds of it. So... Um, in this market, we can't, what do you say? Buyers can't be cheesy. <laughs> no, no. I, I say 
it's that saying beggars can't be choosy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just with the little inventory we have, it's like, and I mean, you know, we've had situations where, I mean, that seller could very much be like, yeah, well, take it or leave it. Because if you don't want it, yep. I'll sell it to someone else. Um, exactly. And so the and fact we, that we you got that. that much is, I mean, take that with a smile. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yep, we were happy to get a single dime out of that one. So. <laughs> and you also had kind of moving on, because I remember you were telling me about this when you were going through this, but I think you take the trophy for the best interest rate buy down as well. <laughs> Yeah, so we were able to finance uh, conventional lending. We paid $2,775 to buy down our interest rate by one and an eighth to a 3.5% rate on a duplex, which is awesome. So that means Jenny spent $2,800 to take your interest rate from 4.625 down to 3.5. And I imagine that payback period, which is that money put down at $2,800 divided by the monthly savings, or sorry, the other way around, your monthly savings divided by that gives you your payback period. This had to be extremely short for that payback period. Yeah, I don't even remember what it was, but we assessed that there's a high probability that we will hold the property for longer than that payback period. Um, And that's kind of how we just do a quick gut check as to how we figure out if we're going to pay down an interest rate or not. Yeah. And what did the rental numbers look like? Actually, no, uh, before we get into the numbers. So was this, was this rented? Was one unit vacant or both vacant? What was the tenant situation like? So both are vacant. Okay. Um, And that was across the board for all the duplexes. Both are vacant. Um, So, which I kind of think is good because then you can, have your lease in place, which uh, I guess we'll probably get to uh, in the analysis as to uh, why I wanted to use my lease um, as a way to optimize the performance on this property. Um, We we can get to that. But yeah, so um, in the process of getting that filled, we're we're, uh, actually, we we were thinking we would list it at 1100 and see if we would get anyone who's interested in paying 1100 for the property. The interest has been a little slow, but we kind of bumped up the, uh, the asking price a little bit just to kind of see what we could get because we knew that we had to take care of the sewer line before we could get people living in there because I didn't want to deal with a mess. Um, yep. So we're getting that done next week. So I think I'm going to lower the, the rent a little bit uh, to probably more market rate at that point to get somebody in there once um, once the sewer line's fixed and because, you know, don't, don't want people dealing with that also, you know, while they're living in there. So. Oh, yeah. And plus, I mean, not only that, or if there's a, you know, a, a sewer backup, that can be <laughs> really expensive to deal with, too. Having to put tents in the hotel, clean it out, replace some stuff. Like, yeah, just yeah take the extra no couple one... weeks and get it done right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was kind of our thought on that. I'm like, that's totally fine. We'll just let it sit. I don't want to be cleaning it up or anything like that. Um, so I put 25% down and, um, I know we mentioned it in a previous podcast, but the source of the down payment came from, um, cash out refinance proceeds. So that's always uh, a benefit, I think, um, being able to leverage that. And we bought it for $329,000 and we, our total closing costs were about $6,000 and that includes loan costs, title costs, um, 
including that, the low bind down that we just talked about. So, um, and then additionally, we had a total of $8,750 in seller credits that uh, we spoke about um, as part of our negotiations. And then I also plugged in that $12,500 sewer line replacement as an initial repair cost, because like we just mentioned, we're not going to have people living in it until that is taken care of. So I, I consider that um, an initial repair cost. So we're all in for just shy of 95000 So just to kind of touch about these numbers again, because that's not the amount of money you brought to the closing table, that 95000 you brought, mm-hmm. you know, less than that because of that repair cost. But we always like to estimate, hey, if we have to get this repair done to make the property operate, or to get the rents we are mentioning in the spreadsheet, we need to include that initial investment because that there is money involved because a week after you close on this, you're writing a check for that, right, Jenny? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So interest rate at that great 3.5%, um, mm-hmm. which is amazing because, I mean, I mean, two years ago, could you imagine getting a 30-year fixed at 35 for a multi-unit? No. In fact, two years ago, I think we had one loan that was like just a smidge over 6%. And we finally refinanced it to 4.875% last year, I think it was, or maybe a little bit before then. Um, So the fact that we're able to get 3.5% is amazing to me. Yeah. (laughs) And so your total rent should be about $2,100 a month in rent, right? Yeah, so I think that 1050 is probably more realistic for market market rent. So once we kind of take care of the sewer line, we'll we'll get serious on, on that. Um, so we're expecting the twenty one hundred dollars. And then I know I know that you're not a fan of this, but we self manage, so uh, <laughs> I put no for that. And then um, I'm expecting an eight um, percent reserves. For maintenance, just because even though the interior and the, and the exterior and the sewer line were uh, recently redone, it is still an older home. So I expect that there's going to be like little quirks that pop up um, that a newer home might not have. So just buffering in that 8% for that. Um, no HOA and our property taxes are $1,200 a year. And insurance is twelve fifty, so not too bad. What about utilities? Then, yeah, so that's kind of uh, um, what I wanted to talk about in regards to me being uh, pleased with the fact that the you can the units were delivered vacant, and that I am planning on utilizing a one hundred percent bill back for shared utilities, which in this case is water and sewer. Um, Electric is electric and gas are separately metered. Trash can easily be divided because everyone um, has their own driveway, uh, so that makes that easy as well. So water and sewer are on the same line, but we're going to do a full bill back um, interviews to our our tenants for based on actuals. So in the rents you mentioned above, so ten fifty per side. That's just mm-hmm. straight rent. You're not estimating any utility bill back in there, right? That's correct. Okay, so for simplicity of underwriting, you just you kind of left that part of the income out while yep. also leaving that part of the expenses out because they should just be a wash, right? Yeah, we're we're intending on it being a complete net zero. And are you actually going to do 
the exact amount or just kind of charge, hey, it's 75 bucks a month and that's, you know, it'll be about, it'll about covered by the end of the year. I'm going to do the exact amount. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I know you're, I know you're, you're CPA and all your former CPA. So you've got, you got the numbers, but doesn't, doesn't take just too much work and one more thing to deal with every month. You know, I don't know. It doesn't bother me too much. Okay. So <laughs> I'll let you know in a year if yeah. I, if I want to change things, but uh, we're just going to, yeah, see how that works out. Because for me, that's one of the things my mentalist. I'm like, yeah, it's it's not because I most people just do it simplistic like that. So that's great that you can do it. So I'd be curious though, actually, to kind of see um, what the actual numbers were and um, just hey, if you ballparked it, if that would be simpler. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know after I have some good solid data, kind of what that ends up being, and if it becomes the pain in the neck to to uh, calculate everything as well. Okay, great. <laughs> Um, so going into the, the rental analysis, the summary portion, we're at a net operating income of just shy of 20000 minus mortgage payments of $1,100 a month, which is principal and interest. So looking at annual cash flow before taxes, $6,682, which yields a 7.1% cash on cash return and a 5.9 cap rate. I mean, those are great numbers. Yeah, well. that's kind of what I thought. I mean, um, it, it, like I had mentioned, you know, I'm I'm tired. <laughs> so if I can re-leverage my existing properties, use the, the cash that I'm able to leverage out of those and put it down on this property that is turnkey and get an almost six cap, I'm happy all day long on that, so uh, no complaints for me. Well, especially since you're, I mean, your your interest rate to cap rate spreads almost two and a half percent. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So if if we had used management, it would be uh, a little over a five cap, which again, I'm, I'm still happy with. Yeah. So if you use management, probably what, like a f- probably five two or so, give or take. Yeah, I think so. Okay. When I ran the quick numbers. Yeah, which is still, I mean, which is still great. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of kind of what I thought, not having to, you know, well, I guess with the exception of, of replacing the sewer, not having to do too much work to the property. And then how quickly do you think the sewer will be replaced? And then how quickly are you going to start uh, getting tenants in there? So the sewer is set to be replaced next week. Let's cross our fingers for better weather than what we've been having so that they can actually dig for it. And then after that, um, hoping to hit the ground running and, and get serious with uh, <laughs> advertising at a, at a you know, more realistic rent rate and, and getting someone in quickly thereafter. But um, like my rule of thumb is I don't want to get someone in there too quick. I don't want to just put butts in seats, um, you know, properly screen um, the potential tenant. So however long that takes, I don't think it should take too long, though. Well, Jenny, this has been great. I mean, this is a a great duplex to add to your portfolio. So congrats. Thank you. And great job in the analysis. I've got another question. So any uh, final thoughts before we wrap up? No, I don't think so. Thanks for letting me share this. Of course. Thanks so much, Jenny. And of course, if people want to get a hold of you to talk properties, find one, they can email you or go to the website and fill out the form, right? Exactly. Great. So Jenny at Envision REA. Awesome, Jenny. We'll see you next podcast. See you, Chris.